There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that magical music can only mean one thing. It is that time of the year, folks. Game of Set, Game of Thrones Season 7 is upon us. Welcome back to Bench with Bubba. Episode 44, your Game of Thrones Season 7 preview. It's been long enough because they actually had winter, so they actually had to film during the winter, so it screwed up our whole schedule. But to help me get through the preview and recap of Season 6, I bring on fellow Sports DJs member at Jort Sports. Jort, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. Um, four days until euphoria, I suppose. Yeah, this can't come soon enough. Um, I'm not a big reader. As people know, I haven't read the books. Have you read the books? No, I can't read. Yeah, no. See, I, I'm a visual guy, like a hands-on kind of guy. Um, ask my wife. So that's kind of how we do these things. Um but I kind of prefer it that way because I'll watch these with my wife and she'll sit there and try to spoil things. So I'm really glad that now the books don't exist. It's so much nicer. Yeah, it um, does the same thing. Yeah, it kills me. It actually, I, I at least got her to the point where she could write it down on paper to make herself feel better about it. I could read it <laughs> so she could feel good about it. But um, this is going to be awesome. I've actually read articles. I've listened to other podcasts about this. I have tried to take in as much Game of Thrones as possible. What have you been doing to prepare for this? I've been trying to avoid all that thing, all that stuff, actually. I like to sort of let it happen organically and not read all the uh, BS mumbo-jumbo theories, you know. Get, well, get my I will, head all grayed up with, you know, bullshit that might or might not happen. And then if it does happen, it ends up ruining it for you, you know. No, I'm with you there. I, I, I'm staying away from – like the, uh, you know, who's the, the odds and stuff like we talked about. I'm staying away from all that. I'm just, I'm reading a lot of stuff to recap and like kind of where they're going based on, you know, the, the trailers we've seen and everything. I'm trying, I'm with you. I'm trying, I don't want it to be ruined for me. I've waited this long. I want to be able to finish on my own. Um, so before we dig into season seven, let's take a quick look back at what took place at the end of season six. If people don't remember like episode nine, um, the Bastards War was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, what were your thoughts on that? We never even talked about that. Uh, I mean, it was probably the best episode of the series, to be honest. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and it gets capped off with one of the greatest killings ever because 
when Joffrey died, he was the first character on Game of Thrones, well, maybe the first, that I wanted to see die more than anybody. I was so, so disappointed. But the way Ramsey's Bolton died was amazing. Could you have scripted that any better? No, well, they were both sort of fitting. Uh, Joffrey got a pussy death because he was a pussy. True. And, and Ramsey got a dog death because he liked to murder people with his dogs. Yeah. The only thing that would have made it better is if he was getting raped at the same time. But yeah, that's a whole other thing. Well, dog, dog rape, perhaps. That would have been great. See, we could have we could have totally helped these guys out, but I guess they got to keep it still eligible for HBO. Yeah, but TV um, mature, not TV, you know, X. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not Playboy. But, um, well, that doesn't even count either. Um, <laughs> let's start out first with King's Landing. So we have Cersei who blew up the town. And I didn't say it out the gate, people. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what happened. But spoiler alert, the rest of the episode. Yeah, I know. But if you you turned it on, you probably already know. But Cersei, she blew up basically most of King's Landing, most of the important people that are left. Um, You still have Cersei. You have Jaime. um, I believe Bronn's still hanging around somewhere. What um, do you kind of see wrapping up last season? Like, what? where does Cersei stand right now? Uh, I mean, she's the juggernaut. I hate to say it, but – She's the queen of all queens right now. She's the only one sitting on a throne. And the only thing I did that um, sort of spoiled this for me, and I didn't think of it at the time, was I did look at the odds to who's going to sit on the throne. And she was second favorite. And then about four or five days later, I looked again, and she was like minus 400. And I'm not looking again because it pissed me off so much. Yeah, I'm with you there, people. If you don't want this to be ruined, do not look at Vegas odds. It's like people that look at WWE odds, people, first off, it's fake. Um, And second, second, they pretty much aren't going to give away too much free money. So when you have a heavy favorite, not good. Now, given Game of Thrones, you never know. Yeah, I'm a little um, little nervous that it's based on real info, but they could just be someone scouting, you know, that was scouting the last couple of days of filming. They don't film in order, so you never know what the, true. you know. Very true. So we got them. Um, what's Jamie up to? What do you think Jamie's up to heading into season seven? Um, he wasn't really active towards the end. I can't even remember where he left off. Yeah, he kind of was out of the picture. So let's move on to Miss Khaleesi, the beautiful Khaleesi. Finally, after seasons of – not let loose in season six again. She was amazing. Um, Daenerys Targaryen, if anybody's clueless to this by now, but Daenerys Tyrion, you know, you got Varys, that sneaky, sneaky bastard. And then um, she's got her, her, her fleet. I believe it's the ironborn. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Like I told, I told uh Jort before we started, I'm a big, big fan, but I am so bad with the characters names. So I, Please forgive me now, but we left them off after Drogon, Drogon and company cleaned house and they were sailing, sailing towards Westeros. Now, where do you think they stand like power wise, like besides obviously they have freaking dragons, but what do you, what do you see coming with Khaleesi and company? Um, I mean, depending on what happens with the White Walkers, it's the biggest army. 
and you add three dragons to that, it's unstoppable. Yeah, the the, the dragons parts. It, it's like anytime the dragon comes on TV, I turn into a two year old, <laughs> and I can run into things, and I'm still gonna be fine. It's beautiful. Um, Jorah Mormont, who is deathly in love with Khaleesi, he um, he gets a little bit of a disease. Great. He's going to turn into a yeah, the grayscale. And we've only seen one character that it really stopped on, and that was um, uh, not Bolton, but the other guy's daughter, who he burned up the stake like a bastard. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Jorah? Um... He's not one of those guys that people care enough about where if you kill him, it'll just be fun like they like to do. So I think he'll either completely go away or he's going to find a cure and come back. Yeah. Now, I am going to try to make some predictions, and you can as well, but I'm, my goal is not to ruin this for you. It's just to have conversation. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm thinking is because we'll get to Sam – well, we know he's trying to become a maester and learn all this stuff by reading books because he likes to read. Um, <laughs> I think he might run into him and find a cure in that gigantic library of stuff. I could see that. And and Jorah could come back because as much as the Khaleesi had feuds with Jorah, the way they left, she uh, she showed she does care about him, so I could see that somehow coming into play later. Also, I mean, Sam has a role to play, so... Yeah, and I'm, that's why I want to get into him. Yeah, I want to get into him later because I have a bunch of theories on roles he could play. Because as big and pudgy and stupid as he is, he's going to have an insanely important part in this somehow. Yeah, it's absolutely. Because he's going to he's going to learn some valuable stuff. Plus, he has one of the few swords left that's going to kill a White Walker, Valerian Steel. So <laughs> there's stuff involved here. Mm-hmm. We head to Winterfell. Jon Snow, Sansa. Uh, Bri- I believe Brienne's still around there. Um, yep. The Starks are back in town, as they would say. And things are good. Things are real good. But obviously not as good as they could be. Um, they're in a good place when we end season six. We'll get into some deeper stuff with each of these characters later. But kind of just a, a rough outline. Where do you think they go? I believe they got Brianna of Tarth still hanging out. Peter Baelish is always in the picture. Um, what do you think? Yeah, one of the worst, best characters ever created on this show because, A, he's only got his own interest in mind, which a lot of these characters do, but he's probably the worst. Oh, yeah. And um, he, they always say, like, part of the stuff when I was listening to, to you know, old stuff and rewatching old episodes, you could hate Cersei, but she has some of the best one-liners. And it was like in season one or two, she says, if you're not playing the Game of Thrones, you're, you're going to die or something along those lines. No, if you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Yes. It's one of the greatest lines ever because it is so freaking true. Mm-hmm. And Peter Baelish may play it better than anybody. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, guy... Varys had some good conversations. Varys made it known that he's uh, happy being sort of secondary or third or fourth guy, sort of pulling the strings like a puppet master. And Littlefinger mm-hmm. wants nothing to do with that. He wants to sit there. Yeah, and Varys is crazy. Like, we'll talk about both these guys a little later, but um, they are such interesting characters that they can be out of the picture for three or four episodes, 
But if you're not paying attention, they've been doing stuff for three or four episodes. That's going to just come to fruition eventually. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, another character that I wanted to bring up, the Hound. We saw him, you know, with his little hippieville, the guy from uh, Deadwood. But the Hound, he's with the... Um, uh, that pack with the guy that can come back to life. I'm screwing this one up. Um, he's found some buddies, and they're going to start fighting. You know they're going to fight. Do you think they meet up with the North, or where do you think they go to help fight? I mean, he's going to end up with Arya at some point. <clears throat> yes, and I'm just going to skip ahead to this now. We'll, we could figure it out later if you want. But Arya Stark and the Hound, that relationship is one of the best, but like – just bizarre relationships because the hound, you know, out the gate. And I apologize now, cause I'm going to take this in a million different directions on this podcast. So the uniformity is not going to be their people, <laughs> but, um, but that's what makes this show great. Cause there's a thousand storylines. Um, their relationship, it's like big brother, little sister, but then he acts like he hates her. She acts like she hates him. He's on her list for crying out loud. Yep. But she's had many chances to kill him and won't do it. What do you think his role is? Because I agree 100% that they're going to end up together towards the end at some point. Do you think she kills him, or do they battle together to do something big? No, I don't I don't think uh, either kills the other one. I don't, that would have happened already. I do think they'd go to battle together in some capacity. She's going to go on a little mini tear, get a couple more names uh, until she gets to the big ones, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. And since we're talking about the list now, we left off with Arya. She spent all that time, you know, becoming, you know, a girl with no name. All these awesome things. She was blind for a while. I hate that girl that she finally beat the crap out of in the dark. That was one of the coolest scenes ever. Yeah. And she said, okay, come play on my level and beat the crap out of her in the dark. That was phenomenal. Um, But the scene when she puts the twins in the pie and makes him eat the pie and then takes the mask off and kills him. I had chills watching that. It was so well done. Yeah. That was a long time coming for a little validation or uh, um, redemption for the red wedding. Yes. Yes. I enjoyed it. It was a little, I, you know, I kind of wish she would have killed all of them, the whole family, but they tried to make it simple and, a little girly, a little elegant, you know? Just yeah, they, 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 move on. they couldn't go too crazy with it out the gate because if, like, something happened, I don't think she could take on an army. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but taking it on like that, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Um, but who do you think's next on her list? Uh, I don't – I can't even remember the uh, – Yeah. There was some secondary – a couple secondary people on there. That would be next. Yeah, the way I see it, she's just going to kind of run into him on her way to to meet up with her family. I don't know if she's going to meet up with them in Winterfell, but she's going to eventually meet up with them. Is my guess. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't know they're alive, so I was thinking she might go, um, towards Westeros. That's an interesting. Instead, that's interesting. Maybe meet up with the Hound on the way there because he's that's probably where he's going. Kill his brother. Okay, that's that's a very valid point. Um, Bran Stark, the now three-eyed raven, Bran Stark. Um, if people don't know now, Hoder's dead. Um, that was tragic, but necessary. But Bran learned a lot when he was in the tree. 
and um, he saw his father, and his father heard him in the past. That was kind of creepy. He brands like the only one that really, for a fact, knows who Jon Snow is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that Bran needs to tell people. Hopefully, eventually, sooner than later, gets to tell people. But you got to imagine Bran makes it back to Winterfell, don't you? This is the one storyline that that's really tough to predict. I mm-hmm. I mean, he, he could do things from a random place and you know become a log and see whatever he wants, or he can try to find his relatives one at a time, or you know go towards Winterfell, go towards wherever. Uh, go towards the wall. So I don't know. Or stay at the wall, whatever. I don't remember where he ended up. Yeah, he made it to the wall. Um, here's an odd one. A theory I heard, and, you know, there's a million theories. And if they did this, it might ruin the entire show for me. So I really hope it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But do you think there's a chance? Because he learned when he went back he could go into Hodor when he was a kid, but that's what ruined Hodor. Um. Do you think there's a chance he goes all the way back to Robert and Robert's rebellion and changes the whole fate of things? Oh, wow. Um, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Cause all he, have, all, all he'd have to do is basically have Robert make like one different decision and everything would be different. His dad's alive. He doesn't fall out of a building. A million things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it would be like worse than the Sopranos finale. Yeah, it would actually. I mean, as much as I like to see all the Starks alive, that would be uh, a yeah. pretty far fetched. Yeah, I was just it's 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 a theory. I'm sitting there going, it's possible. It's scarily scary possible. Anything's possible. They leave the doors open for that, you know. Yeah, and and you know why it's possible? They've already mentioned that they're going to do like side off shows. Yeah, I'm he not could sure have, how I feel about well, that. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I know after next season's over, we're going to be craving it still, so we'll probably like it then. Yeah, true. All right, last character before we really start deep diving into season season seven. We mentioned Sam Tarly. He finally made it to, you know, the library, all the good stuff. He looks like, you know, he's a kid for the first time finding porn on the internet. Um, Those were the days. Those were amazing days, way better than scrambled TV. Um (laughs) What we mentioned how he's, he's he has one of the Valerian steel swords, his, his family's he's gonna play a big role. Do you think he's gonna be a major factor in season seven, or do they save him for the second half? Because if people don't know, it's gonna be like they're splitting the two seasons in half. So, do we really see him this part? Because all the fights, 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 do you think Sam really has a big role in this first part? Um. I would say no, but that's not based on anything. Yeah. I, I just feel like he's going to have like a genuinely very large role, whether it's, you know, curing somebody or something or, you know, giving the sword away. Cause look, he already killed one and he's fat and slow and you can only make him a hero so many times, you know? Hey, I, I can relate. I totally understand. <laughs> um, all right. That was kind of our, half-assed brief dive back into season six without going too deep into seven. Now let's take it deep. Let's start off with the Khaleesi. We mentioned her company she's with. She's with our little, my little buddy, one of my favorite characters, Tyrion Lannister, who pretty much everybody should love. Um, Okay. 
So we know her whole goal in life is to sit on the Iron Throne. But if you watch the previews, which I'm assuming you obviously have more than once probably, um, it looks like she's going home first. Do you think she reclaims that before she heads to take the Iron Throne? So there has, there has, there's going to be a, a huge battle, at least one this season, and then there'll be the battle next season. So I'm not quite sure how they're going to split that up. I, I'm guessing uh, the North versus the White Walkers goes on this season, and then something smaller happens in the South. And then um, the huge battle for the throne begins, no matter, you know, whatever that ends up being is next season. Okay. I, I, I can agree with that. I have a weird feeling the White Walkers will be around till the end. Um, but I, I agree at the same time because now that winter is coming, it's going to be winter everywhere. Yeah. So they can pretty much go to King's Landing if they want. They can do whatever the hell they want right about now. Um, okay, I'm taking it just a different direction real quick. You mentioned the White Walkers. Now, when, Bur- when Bran was in the tree – he was touched by the King of the White Walkers. So now he could enter the tree. With Bran being at the wall, which he is, can these guys take down the wall or whatever, get in there because Bran's there? Something they could never do before. Is that an option now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that could be interesting. I think the wall could be coming down. I think before it's all said and done, the wall's gone. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, regardless of how many people you have, that's going to take a long-ass time. But here's my theory, because we saw it when um, the first battle they had at the wall, and they dropped that big old – they hit the button, and that big old freaking like, claw came down and started scraping down the wall. Yeah, that was great. You do that a couple times, and you're going to start taking chunks out. You never know. Um, now, the wall is a magical place. If they break the wall down – what kind of magic could you expect out of that? That's oh, a theory I, no, I, I hadn't thought about that either. The thing is, they they are not like the White Walkers are going to find them either way. The wall has sort of become now that they're hanging out with the Wildlings. The wall is not obsolete because they needed a little bit against the White Walkers, but it's not as big of a factor. Yeah, I just think something weird is going to happen with the wall that uh, it's going to change the fate of something big. I just have a weird feeling about that. But um, back to, to our Khaleesi. Um, I have a feeling she's going to take over back home. Take, uh, last time we saw the throne, it was, you know, the Red Witch, and she was getting plowed down before she had her smoke baby. And they had um, – they are taking the blood from one of Robert's bastards and the whole thing. Um I think she takes that back over before she really takes the march to King's Landing. That's my two cents on it. Um, what role do you think Tyrion plays in all of this? Uh, so when I was looking at the odds, he was like maybe 10th. And the only way I can see him sitting on the throne is if she dies. So I think, I mean, I feel like he's going to remain, yeah, yeah. So I feel like he's going to remain in an advisory role, but he's going to have something major to play when the his family meet up with Khaleesi. Like, he's going to have to do something with his sister, you know, something epic, obviously. 
Okay. Theory. I didn't realize it until you really deep dive. Could Tyrion Lannister be a Targaryen? Because, hear me out. Um, they talked about how uh, Daenerys's mother, like if you go to the castle where, the, you know, John was born, there was twins. But they before that, she had many problems with, you know, poor births, miscarriages, a couple imps, um, things along that nature. His father always claimed, you're not my son. He meant, he made a point to say that over and over and over again. Um, and there's the scene where Tyrion talks about how much he loves dragons. And when his dad told him, like when he was a kid, his uncle said, what do you want? I want a dragon. I don't care how big it is. It could be small like me. Um, and then his dad basically said all the dragons are dead. And Tyrion said he cried and couldn't sleep all night. So is there any chance... He's not even a Lannister. Sure. I mean, anything's possible in this show. My only thing would be, okay. I don't know if they, you know, they already dropped the bomb with John being one. So I don't know if they would do it again, back-to-back seasons, you know? Well, my, my, my last reason why this is possible, and they might even wait till the second half of this season, is they always talk about there's three dragons and there's three riders. We've already seen Khaleesi as a rider. If John's a Targaryen, which he... 99.9% is, he could be writer too. Could Tyrion be that third writer? Yeah, I suppose. That'd be interesting. He'd get the, I don't even remember their names, was Drogon, which is hers, and then two other ones. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a far out possibility, but it makes it really different and interesting. Um, it's an angle. You gotta take all the angles with this show. You said anything's possible. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, so we got Khaleesi, we got Tyrion, we got that group going on. Cersei in King's Landing, we talked about the, um, you know, she blew up the, the whatever, whatever, court or whatever it's called, I can't remember now, the High Castle or whatever. Took care of business there. She has no kids left because they've all jumped out of windows or been poisoned or whatever. She's a mess. She has her um, her mutant uh, monster still. That um, She has that going on. Cersei's on a mission. A mission from God, one would say. Um <laughs> uh, what do you think her plan of attack is? Is it everyone come to me or is she going to get Jamie? Like, what's she going to do with Jamie? Cause he can't really fight as we know. What does she have up her sleeve? Uh, I mean, she's going to use the mountain as often and as recklessly as she can. You know, I'm not sure what that'll be, but if she'll use them in combat, she'll use them. Maybe we'll see that. Uh, whatever that bullshit is, but they fight one-on-one again. Oh, yes. Uh, the trial by combat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the mountain's going to end up dying. And his brother's going to be with the, yeah, the think, other end of the sword. Or I hope, at least. I, I think the hound kills him. But her doctor, I forget his name, the guy that brought the mountain back to life, is definitely going to have a role to play as well. I guess they, they're going to have something going on up their sleeve. She always does. She's always, she's like I said, besides Peter Baelish, Littlefinger, and I guess you could say even um, uh, uh, Varys, she's probably the sneakiest one that's always like two steps ahead. Always. Yeah, she's the one that you hate so much, but the show would be lesser without her. I think, you know, I want Baelish to die this season because Cersei's not going to die this season. So, Yeah, it's um, 
it, it's like my feelings with Tom Brady, Clayton Kershaw, guys like that. I hate them, but I respect the shit out of them. <laughs> That's yeah, seriously. Yes, that one. All right, let's go to Winterfell again. So we talked about Jon Snow. He's back. He's he's he's, in, he's doing his thing. He's the king of the north. Sansa's there, though, and Sansa, if people aren't paying attention, is a changed woman. Um, she's gone through some shit. Um, it, it's going to be weird because they really never had a relationship until she went to the wall. She got John motivated to fight again, all that kind of stuff. What do you see happening there? Because everything's fine and dandy right now. But with, I could see with Peter in her ear, she could keep telling him, he's not a Stark. This is your place, your queen of the North. Do you see something ever taking place there where like a little rift takes place and John says, screw it, I'm out? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if it'll be his fault or not, uh, Littlefingers, but I think once they find out that he's not technically a Stark, I mean, he's a half-Stark tilt, but he's their cousin, not their brother then that might be, like, she's the queen of the north, by right. So that might be the problem. Yeah. And I think I think Peter might have something to do with it because Peter's always wanted the power. He wanted Sansa's mother. This is his way to get in. I know Sansa, she understands who Peter is now, but she also respects who Peter is. So she understands the whole game he's playing. And um, I don't know. I could see something weird taking place with those two. Just really could. No question. Um, and she was going to, it seemed like she was going to avoid him forever until she came to the realization that John and everyone she knew, plus herself, was all going to die. And she was going to get, or she was going to survive and just get raped again. So she had to call him, which is a good call. No, it is. As, as much as a, a slime ball or sleazy guy he is, he's a good one to have in your corner. Even if he's only like 60% in your corner, because you know he's not reliable for everybody. But he's a good one to have. Um, we kind of already hit on most of Brand's stuff, but um, how I don't know. It's it's tough to really go with Brand because, like you were saying, and I've already said, there's a million things he can do. He's got such a big role to play because he knows so many things. He knows John's storyline. He knows he can, you know, warg into other people. Hell, he could warg into Cersei and tell the Mountain to do something. Like he could do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the um, only thing he could do that would, or not, I mean, he's got a bunch of shit, but that would really wow everyone would be if he could control one of the dragons. That's one thing I was thinking, is what if he could do that and um, maybe he's the third rider? Because I know he's a three-eyed raven, but the the old three-eyed raven said, like, Bran, you're going to fly. Yeah. What if he's the third rider and he goes into the dragon? Yeah, I was thinking that as well. So I, people say, well, he's going to fly because he's the, he's the third eye raven right now. But come on, this is Game of Thrones. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real about this one for a minute. The guy can't walk. Throw him on something that can fly. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, we won't go too long on that because, like you said and I said, you can do a thousand different things that Bran could do. And I really hope they utilize him. Not like when it's a full Bran episode, that sucks. I don't need that. But – you know, if they wanted to give him a couple minutes almost every other or every episode, I'm all for it because it could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Even if it's just like going back in time and looking at things that open the eyes to a different story, I'm all for it. Um, okay, Sam Tarly. Um, we've mentioned he's the nerd. He's the fat nerd. He got lucky. He's been late. He's not a virgin. There's a lot going on for this guy. He's had a big renaissance in life when it all looked like it was going downhill. 
Um, I mentioned he might help Jorah with the grayscale. I think he's the main guy that finds out the actual 100% way to get rid of the White Walkers. You know, you have to light them on fire. We already know the Valerian Steel, but not everybody knows that. Um, not every the, the not every the Dragonstone. Not everybody knows that stuff. I think he finds a place where they can manufacture Dragonstone and make. Yeah, it happen. I, was, I was about to say that. It's like a, so. What it's like? It's like a volcanic. Uh, it's obsidian, so it's like a volcanic glass sort of type of thing. So I don't know where they're gonna find that, but he would be the one to figure that out. I guess from stuff I've heard, if you're a book reader, they've mentioned in the book that there are some places that still have like volcanoes they might be dormant that have this in them they just need to go through that big library and find it right and that would be him yeah so i think he's had a big role with that the hard part is they've talked about like valerian steel to make a valerian steel blade it's like layer upon layer upon layer that might be a little trickier um but yeah i think that's his role like you said he's not a fighter i don't think he's gonna be doing anything like that but i think there's a great chance he shows up and uh gives them the Extra inside info they need. Um, okay. You said this season you think it's Starks versus the White Walkers. Do you think that happens and or that that's definitely – eventually they're going to. That's obvious. But um, do you think John and Khaleesi team up before they get to King's Landing, before the White Walkers, or do they never team up? Um, there's a lot there. I so know. I, I had a, I haven't read this, but I was thinking maybe just in true Game of Thrones fuckery that maybe they would uh, end up dating before they found out. It would only make sense. Get a little, you know, fucky yeah. sucky. Uh, I believe it's niece to nephew. So it's not quite the incest you're thinking of. It's not Cersei and Jamie, but it's pretty close. No, it's 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 not quite Mississippi, but it's like maybe it's like Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that works for me. That's pretty close. Um, it's just it's just an interesting idea because it definitely they make it up to look like they're going to fall in love, they're going to get married, they're going to sit together on the throne. That's what everything you look at. That's what they want you to think. That's why I'm wondering what the kicker is. That's why I'm thinking maybe Tyrion's involved. Maybe there's a, a bunch of things that keeps this from not happening. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, do you think they meet up to fight the White Walkers or do they wait till they fight Cersei? I mean, I think they wait. Um, I feel like it'll be a battle for the North and then a battle for the throne. Or, or like the battle for the throne, if there's one in between. But, for theory's sake, uh, my buddy won't shut up about this. Um, he was thinking that either she goes up there with the dragons, or uh, Drogon, who likes to fly around, goes up there himself and becomes a White Walker. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. So um, I think he would uh, shoot ice. Shoot ice. Wow. Yeah. That's a, because two things there. I think the dragons need to be involved for the White Walkers because fire can kill White Walkers, so they can do a lot more damage that way. Um, 
But I agree because a theory I've read, maybe it's what he's reading, is to make this a fair fight, the White Walkers need a dragon. Now, is it, you know, like you said, Drogon, does he make the change? The other theory I've heard, and this is why I asked you about the wall, they said the magic in the wall, because dragons are magical, is there a dragon inside the wall when it comes down? It's a White Walker dragon. Wow, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's where it could get interesting that there's just there's a million different theories. That's why, like, like I said, people that listen to this, it's just for fun to speculate. <laughs> like, if we knew what was going on, first off, we wouldn't be talking to you guys. But um, it's just an interesting idea because I agree. I think somehow the White Walkers get a dragon because there's really no way to combat three dragons if you don't have a dragon. Yeah, I hear that. So... That's interesting, and I, I like I like the theory. I definitely do. Um, okay, let's see. I already mentioned that one. Do the White Walkers get taken down, or is there a twist and they just like disappear? Like they go back home, or they maybe they end up on the throne? Uh, no, they they die. Okay, I just wanted to check because no it could be. Um. All right. You don't want to look at the odds. When it's all said and done, at, after next season, who sits on the throne? So the final final? The final final. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. At the end of this season, and then I want your final final. Um, oh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with Cersei. Cersei this season? This season, yep. And then I'm going to go with John. Yeah, John seems like the obvious one, but the perfect one, right? It just seems like it needs to be that way. Well, I think I think Khaleesi, or Danny as I call her, because we're on that first name basis. Oh, you made that, made that relationship, <laughs> so it's cool. I feel like she's like the most common pick for everyone. Which makes it's sense. It's common. It makes a lot of sense. And sorry to cut you off, but she's starting to show a lot of Cersei in her towards the end. Like she was Miss Calm and I want to help the world early on. But as things started getting worse and worse, when she went back with all the calls, wives, and then she came back to Marion or whatever it's called, Marion. Um, she was all about, you know, let's have the slaves fight each other. Let's have like a lot of things she never would have done. She became a lot more violent I think there's something weird about, there's something really cool about it, but something very different about her. And I think it might keep developing. Like I have a power trip starting to take place. Yeah. She's not going to stop until she gets there. The only question is going to be whether there's like, like if John, so he's the man, I guess. And if their family feels like they're the right heir, that would technically be him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I, we haven't quite figured out who his father is. They're, they're like ninety nine percent sure it's Rhaegar, the insane. Yep. Um. So he would technically be the heir, I believe. Technically, he would be, and that's what makes us so deep. And that's again another thing Sam is going to find out in the library. He's going to have the whole chronology of all of this. Because when Bran can be like, "Hey, this is your mom and dad," and then Sam can be, "Okay, let's look at the books." 
Because remember, Joffrey gave, you know, Jamie crap. Where do you sit in this book? There's books on everything. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have it down to a T on who gets what. It's not going to be up to a vote. <laughs> um, but uh, you mentioned there'll be a little battle here and a big battle next year. This is season seven. Seasons two, four, and six, episode nine, had the big battles. Seasons one, three, and five, the odd numbers, which seven is odd for the mathematicians out there, had massive deaths in season nine. You know, Ned Stark, you had the Red Wedding. Um, you could say Jon Snow, he came back to life, though. Who is the big character that dies this season? Oh, uh, man, I don't even want to. <laughs> I know, it's crazy to think it's, about. I mean, like, it's always someone you like. You know it's coming, too. You know it's, it's coming. Cersei, because... She has to be there at the end. She has to survive till the last season. There's no way. Whether she's on the throne or not, she has to survive through the last season. Yeah. I think it's going to have it, it, it wouldn't shock me if it's one of Tyrion, Jon, or Danny. No, it wouldn't shock Nothing would shock me at this point. That's true. Nothing should shock you. I feel like Tyrion, I feel like it won't be him because... He's dodged so many bullets. He's like a cat. Yeah. I mean, if she were to die, he might be the one to take over. Yep. Um, as long as it's not Arya, I guess it's cool with me. Yeah, I can feel you there. That's that's big, but and I don't think it will be her because she has to finish her list. There's no way around that. She has to do it. So. Man, I could sit and just talk about so many theories on this, but uh, anything else you want to talk about on this show? Like, where, where, what else could possibly be coming down? Um, I don't know. Who's going to bang? What do you think? Does John and Danny, you said they might get a little on. So do you think it actually- think, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. And then they find out that it's, you know, incest. Well, we know Tyrion. He loves his women, and he, and he loves to drink, and he knows things. Who's Tyrion get with? Because he's not going to get with the Khaleesi. Well, what's his what's his deal? Is he going to start, you know, one of the Sullys because they don't they can't fuck him back or what's going on? Uh, I, oof, I don't know if he'll be in like a real relationship because there's only two main characters really on that side unless they introduce someone else. Because it's not going to it's not going to be Khaleesi or Melisandre, so I don't know. Um, the Ironborn uh, Theon's sister, oh, yeah, I forget her name. But wasn't she going at Danny because she's a lesbian? Yeah, she's wicked dyke. Yeah, so like it's just lots of lots of theories here. Do you think the Mound and Cersei get together? Not uh, the Mountain, I mean. I was actually hoping the Mountain would get with the uh, the Church, the Shame Lady. Oh, that would have been great. I, I think she was in the uh, the Sept. Yeah, she was. I think pretty much all of them were. That was a bad deal for those people. Very bad. I hated that because I liked uh, I liked uh, her her daughter in law. I liked her a lot. I think she had a lot to offer to the show. But uh, she's no more. Um, yeah. So yeah, we can keep going on and on and on, but I think we're just going to start drowning everybody's sorrows or just. <laughs> going on. But um, it's going to be awesome, man. We are, like you said, just a few days away from Game of Thrones season seven. What are your plans for viewing? So I was invited to a viewing party, uh, and I will be declining because I will be sitting here completely nude watching it and perhaps rewatching it. 
That's why I tweeted out last week. There's a no pants party coming up on Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I just uh, don't. I don't want. You know, I'm not saying if I go to a viewing party that. I mean, you're gonna have to just. I'm just gonna have to tell people to shut up the whole time. Exactly. That's how. Like, I'm even that bad with Super Bowls now. I, I want to just watch the game. And you can't watch the game. This is the worst. You you want to sit there and take it in. You want to record it. You want to watch it again after it's over. Right. Well, um, with sports like I can. I don't really need the commentary. True. Like true. I can just totally ignore you and watch the game. But with this, you need every little detail that people are talking about to grasp what's happening. Yep, I a thousand percent agree with that. Um, yeah. Well, that just about does it, my friend. Thanks for joining me. Um, everybody, you can find Jort on Twitter at Jort Sports. And don't forget, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, Sunday night, HBO, Game of Thrones, Season 7. I want to call it Part 1, but it's probably not Part 1. They'll probably call I, think it's, I want to say it's – is it 15 or 13 total left? I think it's 15 left, so it's not – they're just shortened a little. It's not too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. And I think I saw somewhere as it gets deeper into the season, they're not like 55 minutes. We're talking somewhere like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was They've an been hour and 15 like on a lot of them. Like they could yeah, yeah, it's going to get awesome. That's all I can say. And there's going to be a lot of little battles before the big battles. Like, if you watch the trailers, there is just all hell breaking loose, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, do a halfway through the season recap. Maybe uh, Power Dick can join us this time. This baby's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. If everything's going good, we'll get everybody on, and we will get on it. But, uh, yeah, if you want, I'm down to do a, a, a weekly edition. I don't care. I will talk Game of Thrones whenever. But uh, we'll figure that out on the side. Again, thanks for joining, man. I appreciate it. Um, Everybody, enjoy it Sunday. And I'll be back next week with episode 45. But for now, this was Bench with Bubba, episode 44, the Game of Thrones season seven premiere. We'll catch you guys later. Team Stark. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.